Hi everybody, my name is Misha, aka Refilling My Wallet. And my name is David. And this is Finance Fails and Cocktails. What are we drinking today? So, today we are drinking a hibiscus Moscow Mule. Is that why it's red? That's why it's red. Okay. You know, I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, that's why we're drinking it on our (laughs) podcast. Um, If you don't like mules, you won't like it. But it's basically vodka, this hibiscus ginger beer, which is only $3.99 at Kroger for a pack of four. And then um, lime juice. Nice. You're supposed to, like, squeeze the lime, but I did not do that. <laughs> what did you do? Just I shove it all in I used there. lime juice. Yeah. Which Fair is, enough. you know, not fancy. Easier. But maybe one day I'll use actual limes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, busy week, I feel yeah. like. I don't know. We have been decluttering still. Ooh, yes. And we have gotten rid of, let's see, I wrote it down here. No, I didn't. Um, Like... 40 items each, I think, technically. Yeah, sounds about right. So, how are you feeling? We're we're nine, ten days in. Good. I got to do yesterday and today, so it's going to be like 19 things. So, I think this might be a challenge. I already got like five or six ideas for things, but plenty more to find. But it's good. I I was telling somebody the other day, I can't wait till the end of the 30 days and just see how decluttered our house is. I... I'm excited about it, too. Like, I just like the feeling of, like, getting rid of stuff because we're not using it. And I struggle because I've spent money on this stuff. And so I'm like, well, I should keep it because I spent money on it. Or I should try to sell it because I spent money on it. Or... Sunk cost. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's gone. It needs to go away. Like, it's not serving me any purpose any longer. Like, maybe it did at one point, but no, it's not doing it anymore. Well, some of the crazy things that I have found, I literally, like, uh, when I started a job back in 2017, I had the paperwork I signed. I moved that from San Diego to here. It's like, tucked away in an old, like, notebook. And I'm like, that's some of the dumb stuff that we have carried with us yes and that was five years ago now four years so yes yes <laughs> and i mean we anything that we can throw away like that's actual trash we throw away or recycle but for the most part we've been taking things to the thrift store i've yeah. been um using our like facebook neighborhood group and just giving away like uh what are they called planner stickers i got rid of those and was just I, like who wants this take it was the day one we set out that little cabinet thing and somebody took it so, yeah, so <laughs> we started off hot with uh people taking stuff which is good i feel like it's good to like give this stuff a new life and everything and um i noticed like i will think that i should buy something to like hold the stuff that i have and so like oh i need to buy bins i need to buy this so that i can store my underwear and bras and socks and i have two dressers in that room in my closet room and there's like what nine dressers i think or nine drawers yeah that is meant to hold clothes and it was just holding junk so i got rid of um one one of the drawers i just emptied completely of these like giant beer steins and i was like okay now i can use this to hold our stuff my stuff like what am i what have i been doing I think day like 25 to 30, you can definitely do some work in your closet. 
Yeah, I'm actually probably gonna. I tried to sell some of our, my closet stuff, my clothes, closet stuff, um, some of my clothes on Mercari, and it's just not getting any hits. And honestly, at this point, it just needs to go. Like, yep. I I'll give it to the thrift store and and be gone with it. Like, does it suck that I wasted money on this that I can't get back? Yes, but if I kept on to every article of clothing that I might be able to make money on, like we would never declutter anything. So. Yeah, you could post it on there. If it doesn't sell after a week, get rid of it. It does um, help that we have your brother and your future sister-in-law doing this with us. Yeah, it is cool. We've been sending pictures back and forth of what we get rid of and some interesting things. <laughs> and I feel like it gives me ideas. Like, um, she emptied some, like, samples of hair products or whatever. And I was like, oh, under the bathroom sink, we've got so much junk that can probably go that I don't use. Oh, yeah. Like, my makeup brushes. Yeah. I don't use those, and it needs to go. Well, I had a little shoebox full of, like, old cards and just random stuff. I got rid of a lot of that stuff, so nice. I, I had a shoebox full of trash, like, <laughs> just, like, random pieces of paper and, like, just stickers and things. I'm like, this needs to go. Just This is just doing nothing. Um, it I know we have talked about like moving to a bigger house before, but getting rid of this stuff has me reconsidering wanting to move. I agree. Bigger house means more junk that you got to put in that house. And if we're decluttering, I, I don't really see the point right now. And I, cause, um, you know, there's been, you know, we look at houses all the time, like, Oh, we can move here. We can move here. And I'm just <laughs> we like, we can move at any time. <laughs> but I'm like, for what? Like, why would I move? from essentially one suburb to another suburb like the next time i move i want it to be for land i want seven acres <laughs> i think it has to be very intentional the next move yes um i don't even know like you're the one who drives for a commute um i don't even know if that would be a good enough reason i mean it's your commute but which we talked about and honestly the traffic's not terrible and i got my nice fancy car now so <laughs> drive doesn't bother me drive doesn't bother you so yeah, it does have me reconsider moving. I honestly would think I could live in, like, a tiny home. I don't think I could. Not with a kid and a dog. But if, if it was just, just had, us, yes. If we had seven acres <laughs> and, like, we could just explore the outside and if just... If we live somewhere warm, yes, but not... People live in cold climates and go outside all the time. Have you been outside today? Uh, no, <laughs> I have not, which is sad. Like I need, where I'm trying to do the a thousand hours outside, which it's an Instagram um, at a thousand hours outside, and she lives in Michigan, and her and her kids will go sledding or hiking or whatever, and it's good for like kids to get outside and just like explore with their outside world. Yeah. Well, we went for our 40-minute walk yesterday, so that was nice. We did a 40-minute nice. walk yesterday. So, imagine if we had seven acres. We could go tend to my frozen grapes, because I'm going <laughs> to have a vineyard, and I want, uh, you know, ice wine is a thing. <laughs> ice wine? Yes. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Well, <laughs> open your mind, man. Open your mind. I shall try. Um, okay, so <laughs> last time... We talked about the iPhone and how I wasn't sure. Well, no, you didn't think I was going to get the iPhone. And what what happened? You bought the iPhone. Bought the, the more iPhone. expensive one, too. I bought the... Not that it's the most expensive, but it was more expensive than the one I originally wanted. 
because it was just like a difference of two hundred dollars. It was like eight eight twenty nine or a thousand twenty nine, and I was like, I mean, might as well just get the thousand twenty nine. Didn't know you had money like that nowadays. So, I do not recommend doing what I did. <laughs> like, I wouldn't consider this a fail, but I wouldn't say like follow Misha's footsteps um i did float it so i put it on the credit card and now i have to pay it off before um interest accrues on it um i don't recommend doing this i don't it's not a good mindset to be in i will say this you had that phone for a long time you probably got your use out of it remember back in the day when you could upgrade every two years it's like you always upgraded you never not passed up up an upgrade so exactly and i'm i am happy with the phone um should I have waited? Uh, it's hard to say. Um, could I have waited? Yes, but I, I just didn't want to. And sometimes instant gratification wins. And I am a human being who's going to make not the best choices sometimes. Um, but I hope that I have learned from it and can still make like a good money choice with this by paying it off before it gets interest charged. Again, I'm not saying do what I do. Like, definitely don't. But I mean, if you do it, I mean, no judgment over here. I think at the end of the day, as long as you didn't go into debt, that's good. And then, too, it maybe sets you back two to four weeks on your journey. It does. Not make or break. It does. You're right. You're right. Um, okay, so we didn't really talk about this last time, but we probably could have because it was, you know, the New Year episode. So 2022, what financial goals do you have? I think there's three major goals I want. I want to get off, uh, pay off his... Um, medical bill that Mm -hmm. we're working towards uh gotta get rid of upstart that one has to be done by may so we avoid the interest and then um my my best buy equivalent that stupid discover student loan is at like twenty five hundred dollars i somehow want to get that paid off and done with do you think you'll be able to with like the car payment and everything uh yeah i think so um We'll definitely have to work towards those other two first, and the Discover student loan is like the last one. So if I can hit those three, I mean that knock off like uh, like eight thousand, mm-hmm. ten thousand dollars of debt. So it'd be nice. That would be nice. I um, I think those are good goals. I think you could definitely achieve them, especially because two of the debts like I'm helping pay. Yeah. Um, so anything that we like believe was combined debt, we're still paying off together. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And then after those three, focus on the car. So that's really your goal? You're going to focus on extra payments towards the car? Yeah. If I can do like $100 a month here and there, I think that'll be good. So I'd like to get that paid off in three to five years rather than the six or whatever I took out for it. Nice, nice. Cool. So, how about you? Um, so I, my biggest goal is to become debt free. Right. I've got like thirteen grand left, I think, maybe a little less. Um, and I just, I want to chuck everything at it that I can. Um, obviously, my iPhone did not help me get towards that, but I am a very determined person, and I think it's gonna happen. Despite the fact that we have a wedding to attend in Ireland, um, we have at least two other weddings this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So three weddings. Yes. I've got a bachelorette party, at least one that I'm going to. Um, so even with those um, 
I don't want to call them hindrances, but obstacles or like events in, in my life that are coming up, um, I still want to make sure that that happens. Um, the other thing I want to do is max out my Roth IRA, nice. which is a, that's a lofty goal. Um, it's $6,000 is the limit. Um, but I feel like I am a, again, I'm just really determined and stubborn. So I think I can figure it out again with you helping towards upstart and, um, the medical debt. I think that I'll be able to achieve that. I'm just gonna have to like be a little more focused. I probably can't make any more uh, sporadic purchases. So I have been like cutting down on, like I don't go to Target anymore. I don't go to Amazon. I haven't been into Michael's. I'm really cutting down on like frivolous spending. Food is still my biggest one. And um, I think we'll get it under control, so. Yeah, I will say so I did sort of stick to my plan of having like the one or two drinks mm -hmm. when going out. I did that on Saturday as I woke up the next day. It was nice that I didn't spend, you know, I don't know, 30, 50 bucks on drinks. <laughs> yes, yeah, you had a guy's night and that was like probably one of your first since um, not having combined finances. Yeah, so it wasn't too expensive of a night, so it was nice. That's good. There's yeah. our there's our podcast host, the um, Athena, the, the, Athena dog. the dog. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Is there anything else you need to talk about in this? Oh, I had a question for you. Hit me. Okay, so I've seen this tweet before. It's it's very old. Um, but it basically said like, when you were a kid, what was it that made someone rich in your mind? Ooh, you know, there's a few things that really stand out. I remember in high school, this kid on the basketball team, he was driving a brand new like uh, Mitsubishi lancer or something it's like not like too fancy of a car but it was like brand new so back then it was probably 25 30 grand and i had my beat up s10 pickup truck so i guess for like why well, that made me think his family was rich so not necessarily him as a kid obviously but, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah like his family and then the other thing too i sort of can see my obsession with cars yeah a little i was bit gonna say because uh the other thing we had a real good family friend who was a big wig at a trucking company and um, he'd always have, like, nice SUVs. So when he'd come down to Columbus, he'd pick us up in a nice SUV. We'd go stay at a nice hotel. He'd have drinks with my mom and dad. So, like, he is a guy that I sort of was like, man, this guy is, is rich. <laughs> okay, so wait, you still know this person, right? Yeah. Are they are they rich? Um, I think so. Uh they have probably not made they did the very much um corporate world rich like he worked his way up through this company and he's like the vp of okay of so yeah something he's rich. yeah so yeah he has it's a significant amount of money okay okay do you think the kid who had the car was do you think his family was rich yeah okay well oh, oh hold on um you know, I honestly don't remember exactly what their sort of financial situation was, but um, I, I don't think they were fake rich. I think his dad was had his own business or something that's pretty successful. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, like, okay, for me, um, the things that, like, made people rich were... Ah, David just hit his elbow. Uh, the thing that made people rich was, like, if they had a fireplace that they could turn on 
with a <laughs> what? A, a switch. Okay. You know, because I have never. Well, one like how many people did you know that have this magical fireplace? One. You've never seen that, like where they can turn on the fire switch. Like they turn on the switch and then it like lights. Like, That's a fire. It's like a gas fire, but it's fire. <laughs> okay. All so right. that was number one. Uh, number two was like if they could dim the lights. Uh, in their house? In their with house. a little switch? With a little switch. That's nothing fancy. <laughs> okay. um, anyone who had a trampoline or a pool. We did get a trampoline, but we never had a Rich pool. Rich kid. <laughs> I think the trampoline was used, and it definitely broke. Um, <laughs> but, like, that was, that's, like, the epitome of, like, oh, my gosh, they have a pool. Like... <laughs> They could dim their lights. You know what's funny is you're obsessed with getting like a pool or a hot tub, and, and I'm obsessed with cars. This sort of makes sense. That is very interesting because I feel <laughs> it's like the height of luxury. Like I just those are like I don't know. Did you did you think like if people had a basketball hoop, like some people were like, oh, if they had a basketball hoop, they were rich? Probably no, because no. we had two of them. We basically almost had like a half but full court basketball okay <laughs> i guess I, i'm asking the wrong person this question <laughs> david it was just our yard it wasn't like we built this basketball court it's just our yard how it was set up mm-hmm. we had two basketball hoops at each end did your butler like have to like go out and sweep the court every day or you know sometimes you gotta send them out there a little rough with those leaves oh yes i can't imagine <laughs> um okay so now as an adult outside of someone having like a hefty retirement account like obviously that's that is like actual rich if they have a hefty retirement account or they have hefty bank accounts that's rich but like now if you see something even like subconsciously like if you're not like immediately thinking it what is rich to you now Ooh, that's a good question. You want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Okay, so if people have a vacation home, mm. like a second home, um, that they go to for vacations, that's rich to me. And even though, like, people can use those as, like, a way to make money, you know, they can Airbnb it or VRBO it, that's, like, the height of luxury. I guess actual, like, super wealthy, if you have access to a private jet, I don't know anybody who has that, um, but that would be rich to me. Um, yeah. I think mine's sort of a little weird, but I think people that have the ability to just sort of like buy stuff, like you and I, we got to think about buying a plane ticket, like, holy crap, this is going to cost $700. The people that are rich to me sort of don't even think about it, just do it. Um, I don't know, maybe that falls into what you're saying, that they're off better off financially so are you talking like materialistic things i know i hate talking about like materialistic things as being rich because like are they rich anyone can do it but that's what i'm saying like what not being financially independent not being financially secure what items do people have that you're like ooh, they got money a vineyard that would be another thing that's um i don't know there's really? not too there's many. Yeah, I can think of a million. Things. I could go on and on for like everything. All right, what's some more examples? Um. Okay. Oh, well, I was going to say like if people, anytime someone tells me that their mortgage is paid off, I'm like, oh, they have to be rich. Like, yeah, they yeah. have to be rich. And even like their house could have been passed down, right? And they could like have never paid a mortgage on it. But I'm like, man, if they're not paying a mortgage, 
they've got to be rich. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, if you don't have a mortgage payment, that's probably your biggest expense. Ooh, or people who have, like, the extravagant backyards with, like, it's not just yeah, okay, a pool. Yes, it's, I like, a pool and a water fall feature and maybe a slide and like the grills are over there and a gazebo a pergola you know i guess uh mine would be a house then like a really nice updated house that is what they want it to be you know the kit the bathroom doesn't need to fix the kitchen it's exactly what they want and their house okay okay yeah that's true if i were to like go to someone's house and be like it's like a mansion or like, oh, this is the, the, the guest house and it's the size of my house. I'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's incredible. Um, which again, this is just for fun. Um, you materialistic things do not make a wealthy person. Um, but I don't know, just wanted to see like what the comparisons were from being a kid. Mine have changed, I think. I, anyone could have a light switch fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> do you want us to get one? <laughs> I kind of So do. you can feel rich. Have you ever been around one? It is the coolest thing to watch someone flick a light switch and a fire appears. Whoosh. The only thing, the only ones I'm really familiar with is like the TV stand ones, which does not sound no, like it. It's, it's like in the wall. It's like built it in. It produces like heat. Ours, it like but, ours. But you flip a switch and it's it goes. It produces heat. Yes, That's I winter. Cool. One person felt because I went to private school for one year. Rich kids. No, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Um, and the people there were rich kids, so they lived in like the uppity, you know, New Albany and. You know what I places. found interesting is I was at uh, my dad's house yesterday, and talking about like what do adults sort of see as richer value. He um, he said he wished he would have sent us to uh, private school. I Which get is it. interesting. Um, we, David and I went to the same high school, and our high school was fine. Um, our school district was fine. I might, I don't know that I think private school would have made a difference in your future tra- trajectory because the private school kids ended up at the same schools as the public school kids. Yeah, which I always thought was interesting. But I don't know. There, I think... I think there is some advantages, but like I was telling him, I'm like some of those private schools are as much as a college. Well, Can you imagine? Went, it paying? was twenty grand. It was yeah. twenty grand per year, per kid. So there you go. There's a rich uh, family yes, if you can put rich. your kids through private school for several years. If you can do it without going into debt, is the I mean, key uh, thing because anyone they'll give loans to anybody. Yeah, the the private schools do. No, no, the the world, the no. world gives loans to anybody. You could true. just go to Upstart and be like, I want to send my kid to private school, and that was really fast. It's a um, hefty loan. <laughs> but I mean, pff, people do it. People do it. Um, or, it was I don't know when I went to private school. I definitely was not a a rich kid by any means. Um, I, like, remember not having as many uniforms as everybody else. It was like, okay, well, I've got, like, two skirts, so we got to make sure we wash these skirts. And it was like, oh, why don't you ever wear the pants? We don't have the pants. Why don't you ever wear the polo? Because I would wear, like, the Oxford button-down yeah. instead of the polo because you could wear, like, one of two options. Um, and I was like, I don't have that. Like, I just don't. And so it was always like, okay, make sure you go home, make sure you wash the clothes, make sure you do this. And um, I remember, like, 
lunch was like a huge deal for me because at the private school it was just I never had to pay anybody for lunch like every lunch was included in your tuition I'd hope so, so but like <laughs> it was like going to college though it was like a buffet style and oh, that's nice. it was small but it was like oh you want this you want this and I was like oh my gosh I can get all of this like it doesn't matter and they're like load yes, me up <laughs> you weirdo and I was like I don't know like at my school you get Tony's pizza and <laughs> that's half warm you call it a day um <laughs> Yeah, so that is my my experience at um, the the private school. Maybe we'll get my mom on and talk a bit about that. That would be probably a Ooh, that'd be interesting. It'd be a heavy episode. I don't know if you could. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like a two parter, um, just because of how we grew up and for a long time she was a single mom. So we we at one point gotta get at least one of our parents on here. I think that'd be cool. Oh gosh, your dad will have to put a little um we'll have to put a warning a, label yeah, or explicit. something. Up. I don't know if explicit is just like listen, he is no holds barred. So <laughs> you never know what's gonna come out. It would, yeah, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my gosh. I no. I, he'll be on episode hundred. <laughs> Okay, well, we have been talking for a bit, so I think we should dive into our topic for the day. Okay, so we're going to talk about side hustles, Mm. um, because you and I have done a lot of different side hustles collectively, and I think that we've made mistakes in some of them, um, but I think we just have a good, you know, overall experience with them. So, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay, what what was your favorite? No, wait, I don't want to ask that question yet. What was your first experience with a side hustle? I think as an adult, it had to be Uber. Because when I was a financial advisor, I wasn't making enough. In the last, like, two months, I literally talked to my boss, and he's like, go do Uber on the side, try and help that supplement your income until we can get you going. So I did that, I think, for three to five months, something like that. And that happened to work out. I got a salary job so uh with that same company but um so i think that was my first i think we've done doordash before um what other side hustles have i done um i don't know we'll figure that out in a minute i want to ask you about uber though what was your experience like with uber like what did you like what didn't you like what mistakes did you make well, I'm an excellent driver. Oh, yeah? No a, one rated you less than five stars? I had a five-star rating for the longest time until one person rated me. I don't even know what they rated me, but knocked me down to 4.98. So, uh, anyways. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Uber actually wasn't bad. The um, It's sort of hard because I... I sometimes do it at night, but I also tried to do it during the day sometimes, which during the day it was hit or miss. I mean, sometimes you could go... 20 minutes without a ride and i would stay probably within like a couple mile radius and i don't know maybe that was the wrong strategy because uh, like i said i'd go sometimes 20 30 minutes without a ride and even if i did get a ride it was like two or three miles most mm-hmm. of them so i'd make like 12 bucks yeah so and then time they take out their fee and everything i can't remember what like i made an hour doing it but, I mean, it was nice. Uh, one thing I did like about it is literally you can just decide at any point, I'm going to go drive for Uber right now. And you can stop at any time. So it's that was nice. Yeah. The flexibility was nice. And then, obviously, I would go some weekend nights out late and, you know, get the drunks home. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't someone, like, want you to stop at Taco Bell or something? 
yeah, and I actually did. And uh, he is like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy your Taco Bell. So he bought it. But weren't you, like, trapped in the drive-thru? Like, what? Yeah, so <laughs> it, it worked out terrible because we're at this Taco Bell at, like, 2, 2 a.m. And uh, we got stuck in this Taco Bell line for, like, 20 minutes. And at that time, it was, um, like, a flat rate. I think so. Oh, it wasn't like per minute or per mile yeah. or something. So, so or whatever was that mile or bill was, that it was set in stone. So it probably cost me <laughs> some money. She got free tacos, I guess. But I think he bought me like one taco, <laughs> or that's all I asked for. I can't for. even be mad at him because, like, I have been in an Uber and been like, "Listen, I am <laughs> starving. Please, will you stop somewhere?" And they reluctantly will do it but you gotta offer the big tip the five dollar tip i know i know i just i will say this i think i liked uber better than doordash because at least with uber i can just sit in my car with doordash it's so like in and out of your car i loved doordash i would get like a high on doordash because one we got to do doordash together yeah sometimes i did it by myself but we got to do doordash together and the reason we picked up, started doing DoorDash is because I was, I told you like, hey, we might, which might be a story for another day, but I was like, we need to make more money and pay off this debt or we have to leave San Diego. And so we would go out and we would DoorDash and I would go by myself. And DoorDash was one of those things that I felt safe doing by myself Oh yeah, because I sense. wasn't picking anybody up. I was just going, the, the scariest part was like going to someone's door. That makes sense. And, and you're bringing back. them food, so you're probably probably okay. Oh, and that's kind of like, I don't know, people can, they have my location a lot easier. Because like, okay, well, we can see she picked up the food. So the next spot would be for her going to this house. So she's probably there. Um, but oh, I, yeah. I, I like, I don't know, I just got like a rush. Because you had like five seconds to decide if you're going to pick the, or whatever it was, to pick the, the thing. Is it worth the mileage? Um, and that probably was like our biggest fail with some of those is i remember driving like 20 minutes for like five bucks once and i was like this was stupid um, well don't they fault you if you skip over too many orders back then um they did like so if you skipped over too many you would get less uh, chances Uber. um i i just i had like a i was like a side hustle queen for a little bit when we lived in san diego because doordash postmates and uber eats i did all of those the hardest part about DoorDash and Uber Eats, no, DoorDash and Postmates is, because Uber Eats, they come to your car, but DoorDash and Postmates, you're supposed to go to their door. Um, the hardest part is like those mega apartment complexes in San Diego. Oh, yeah. And I would get so lost and you're being timed. If you aren't getting that there on time, like you're screwed. If the food is cold, you're screwed. Like, ugh, that was probably the hardest part. And, but they had bonuses. For certain things like oh if you do 10 in this time period you'll get a bonus so i think it was the best paid side gig we did i'm actually re- i just thought about this i'm really curious if anybody listening does uh like a uber eats or doordash uh let us know like how it is with covid i mean that is picked up we know some people that they don't hardly even go out to restaurants anymore yeah. they literally get doordash for every meal or whatever so i don't know the <laughs> the past two years you probably had a good chance to make I would think a decent amount of money. Decent money, yeah. And then people are actually like encouraging um, just door drop offs instead of like 
waiting oh. for a person to come to the door or like it's like hey like i'm trying to do no contact your food on the porch i took a picture like goodbye yeah um okay so let's see we could have been side hustle in that the past two years or I past know. year i do him. i do regret i think a little like that we didn't side hustle as much as we could have what in ohio or mm, no not in necessarily general. Ohio, but like in san diego i feel like we could have side hustled a lot more and maybe we would have been out there for longer or, or like I don't that's know. that is the one i guess con of these jobs is you're sort of like your own boss you know nobody's holding you accountable saying you need to get 20 deliveries and you know the eight hour shift pro yeah but uh so if you cannot self-manage and self-motivate then yeah the side these side hustles <laughs> might not be a good fit yes but I, I liked I liked DoorDash. Um, okay, did you do any other ones? I think those were the two big ones I did. I've done like one million side hustles, literally. Like, oh, let's hear about yours. Okay, so I worked as a cider tender. So <laughs> like, I wasn't a bartender because I worked at a cidery. Right. Um, and that was um, that was a good gig. I got paid like, she paid me like fifteen dollars an hour, and then I got tips. Ooh. The hard part about it was it was Saturday and Sunday. And I, for me, I was like, man, I'm I'm missing my time in San Diego with my friends and like doing things because I'm working all the time. So that was one of the big things when I talked about like moving from San Diego or staying in San Diego. I was like, I don't want to, to stay in San Diego if it means I have to work all the time because then what's the point? Yeah, makes sense. Um, that was a good gig. My, I think my favorite one, though, is WAG. I knew you were going to say that. I <laughs> My dad loves WAG. that one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a minute. But, like, WAG is a dog walking service. Kind of like Uber for dog walking. So, like, people go on the app and they'll say, like, hey, I need a dog walker. Um, I mean, they, they don't say this. It's like, a, it's like an app. But it's like, I need one. I'd like one either now, like in the next 30 minutes, or they'll schedule one for later. So I need one at 9.30 tonight or or tomorrow at 10 a.m. And then... That that was nice, too, because similar to DoorDash, I could hang out with you when you did that. So even though you were working, I could still go with you and like go on the walks and stuff. Did you ever go on the walks with me? Yeah, a couple times. I literally don't remember this. Um, <laughs> wow. But it's, well, what's cool about WAG is they would do a couple of things. Um, one, they would give you a bonus for putting the WAG bandana on the dog and taking a really? picture. Yes. WAG would? Yeah, so you get a dollar bonus for that, and then you get a dollar bonus if you were wearing your WAG t-shirt. Uh. Which they never, like, you weren't supposed to take a picture with yourself and the dog. It was kind of like honor system. But, um... Really? Yes. So each, so like a 20-minute walk was like $9. But if you had that um, swag, the, the t-shirt and the bandana, then that is an $11 bonus right there plus tip. Or $11 amount plus tip. For 20 minutes. For 20 minutes. So it was, it was a, like, I, at one point, I need, it was all I did was wag. I just wag walked um, because I didn't have a, a full-time job. And I would just stack my day like, okay, I got a 20 minute walk here and then I got a, a, I got a shoot over to this side of town and then I got a 30 minute walk, I got an hour walk and... How do you feel it was between like the time you spend driving, the gas, was it worth it? So it's definitely worth it, but you, if you can be strategic about it, 
you should. I actually same with all these things. I think I recently downloaded it again to see like, okay, could I could I do this again? Like just maybe a walk or two after work or something like that. And there's just it's not as prevalent here. I yeah. I but in San that. Diego, it was like consistently like. Walk, that, walk, 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 walk. That just sort of gave me a great idea as for, like, I know I've always thought, like, half an hour lunch is too short and an hour lunch is too long. If people want to do this on their lunch, you could probably find maybe a 20-minute walk in your neighborhood. You make $10. You do that five, day, five days a week during your normal work day. Yeah. Think about that. That's $50 a week, in, 200 in, a month. Again, in San Diego, it was a lot easier than it did in, in Columbus. Um, I remember trying to do Postmates once during one of my lunch breaks, and it was, like, impossible because it was just too too far apart. But I might have to download this and do it in my... I got an hour lunch at my current place, so... Yeah, I mean, it definitely <laughs> is a... It's a and it's good to get outside too. I I loved it. I got to be outside. I got to hang out with these dogs. Um, every once in a while, I'd get there was this one dog, and oh, his name was Kevin, and he was a, <laughs> a boxer, and he was a puppy, and he was not trained at all. But no one would pick up his walks, so I was like guaranteed <laughs> to make eleven dollars plus tip in a twenty-minute walk. This dog hated walks. He hated getting out of the cage he hated going back home so i would like have to carry this 40 pound dog because he would refuse i i remember you talking about and this dog i probably walked that dog 10 times before i was like misha stop like this is miserable it's not worth it it's at that not point. worth it but it it was a fun gig the the mistakes that i have made with every single side hustle is i never budget for taxes because Ooh, these are yeah. 1099 jobs um most of them not the cider one but both of them are 1099 jobs you need the budget for taxes because taxes aren't being taken out so when i wouldn't do that our tax refund would be less because we didn't pay any taxes exactly and then the other thing the other financial fail that i did on this is i was the worst at tracking expenses and tracking miles yeah i did not do that for uber at all and it's like this that was just dumb that was just dumb like you can get so much money back and like maybe even even out if you would use it what are they called deductibles no what are they called uh expenses yeah i can't think of the name right now oh my gosh someone's probably like yelling it right now (laughs) um write-offs write-offs yeah um so i just well that's the thing too i was talking with a buddy about side hustle of uh, owning an investment property like if you own an mm. investment property you can write off your cars and stuff That's, because you can i use this for work like well, even if you if have you're like working on them i think i mean are, even if you're picking up rent do you think you could use it um i don't know about picking up rent but i mean if you have a rental house you're you go over there to maintain it at least yeah. in our most of our family does his own self maintenance yeah. so like my dad he writes off his truck even though it's his everyday truck he can use it he uses it for work so at least some of it we yeah. don't know what we don't do his taxes please irs <laughs> if you're listening to my podcast first thank you for listening but second we don't know what he does <laughs> but yeah like there are so many things that you can write off that that just i mean i could have wrote off um dog bags like, or probably your phone my, exactly and if i i Oh, that might like, be worth it to the side hustle for the write-offs that's i just that's our biggest 
I think I think that's the point of this being a finance fail is it's not side hustling was not a finance fail. Side hustling is a great way to make secondary income. It's a great way to pay off debt. It's a great way to supplement your income if you're noticing a shortage in it. Just maximize. Just the maximize it. Like figure out what you're supposed to be doing for your taxes. Track your mileage. I like refused to download this app. It was like three dollars, and it would have just tracked my mileage for me, hmm. and I just refused to do it. Like. <laughs> it's just so learn from our mistakes that's, that i think is the biggest issue um the other thing in regards to side hustling is i think what's hard for some people even me like now like the thought of me like trying to like get past this mental block um people some people have a negative stigma towards people who work in side hustles and it's just like oh even if they have a good job or just a side hustle okay think about this like immediate like your first initial thought let's say you see one of your friends working at chick-fil-a and you're they're like oh yeah i'm just here to make extra money like i feel like most people's initial reaction is oh my god someone so is working at chick-fil-a how embarrassing for them and it's like what if they're trying to, you know, save money for their kids' college? What if they're trying to get out of debt? What if they're trying to pay off their house? And we're out here judging Brian. them for, like, you're judging someone for for their job. And I, <laughs> I feel very passionate about the fact that, like, you know, if someone's working, then they're working. Like, who cares what they're doing? Who cares how, like... At least they're not sitting on the couch beating a bum. And it, I just... <sighs> It's just frustrating that there is this negative stigma towards people. Because I was like, oh, you know what I could do? I could go get a, a quick job and just like work nights at, um, you know, Aldi. I don't know, as a shipping packer. And I'm like, well, what, if, what would people think? Who cares? Like, who cares what they think if I'm out here? You'll have the last laugh when you're debt free and, and don't have a mortgage. And, and yeah. I just know that like pe- the, people have this like, ooh, what kind of job do you have? Like. That's one of the first questions people ask when they meet somebody. What do you do? And it's like, does it matter? Like, who who cares, really? Like, I'm I'm taking care of business. You, you know what's crazy, too, is um, there's a book, I think, The Millionaire Next Door, and it talks about what people perceive as rich versus the average, like, millionaire mm-hmm. um, in the U.S., at least. And some of these people walking around, you would think they're homeless, and they might have a million dollars in the bank. So I think similar to the job, who cares what their job is? You don't know their financial situation or what they've been through or, exactly. you know. <laughs> and I think that is like a mindset that people have to like get over. Like, okay, let's say you could get a job at McDonald's and you're working there at, you know, on the weekends. Who cares what anybody else thinks? Who cares if you're in the group chat with other people will be like, oh, so-and-so works at McDonald's. How embarrassing. How low has she fallen? It's like... They don't know your net worth. They don't know what your Roth IRA looks like. Like, they don't They don't know. Nope. And so, I don't know. I just, it's... it's. That's where, it's sort of been interesting because the past couple of years, I feel like if people ask us about our financial situation, we pretty much just, like, straight up tell them what it is. Oh, yeah. So I think Well, I think that's a big part of, and this is a completely separate topic, but there's a big taboo around money. And, like... Uh, oh, I don't want to tell you how much this costs. I don't want to tell you how much I make. If you ask me, I'll tell you how much I make. If you ask me how much debt I'm in, I'll tell you how much debt I am. Because I think that more people need to know this when they're looking at other people's lives trying to judge 
if they should be the equivalent oh they've got a really nice house maybe i should have a really nice house maybe they are a million dollars in debt like yeah. you don't know anyone i've said this for so long anyone can get a nice car anyone can get a nice house like the the criteria is not that high i agree am i yelling <laughs> you're getting passionate I, sorry though this is like this topic there's a couple other topics that i like get fired up about <laughs> and this is one of them. i just it frustrates me that people look down on people because of the job that they have when that really isn't how you, you just should. don't know you just don't know their situation it's just not how you should like judge a person's worth um you're like your net worth isn't your self-worth and I think that that's really important, but... Anywho. <laughs> Moving on. Um, okay, so the other side hustle that I've had in the past is I have tried to do photography. And I have made a couple hundred bucks on that because um, I've done a couple of shoots for people. Um, you really enjoyed that one, though. So that was sort of like a hobby. That was a with hobby making money, with also making money. Which so is nice. That was nice. I am kind of considering selling my camera because I just haven't used it in so long. But Fancy iPhone. Just my, as good, probably. Well, I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> I just... I It's easier for me to carry my phone around to places yeah. than it is for me to carry this giant camera. Um, and then the other side hustle I have is Etsy. So I made... I think I sold like 130 thanksgiving guides on my etsy nice so i made this guide that basically walks you through how to make an entire thanksgiving meal and it's great it's thank you it's um what to buy what items you need like how much exactly like i worked really 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 hard on this and i know um some people were like who's gonna buy that like that is the dumbest thing no one's gonna buy it and then over a hundred of them at li- or 200 i think were sold on this guide um that was just a digital download and it's i think the point is like you never know what's going to make you money like there is a market for just about everything yes. like people are willing to spend money on a lot of things for the convenience factor of it all and I think you got to try a couple different things. Like, I know you've tried several different things, and eventually one of them's going to stick that <laughs> you're happy about and it's making you money. So you sort of just got to keep shooting at the hoop to figure out what is your what is side it? hustle. And I honestly, like, I never would have thought to sell this Thanksgiving guide, but I was like doing like a joke um, post on my Instagram <laughs> one day, and I was like, oh, guys, what do you think my guide would be if. Um, if I like made one, because I was like, everyone seems to be making a guide. Like, what you, would mine be? Did this get started by the like uh, soda vendor yes. thing? Yes. <laughs> so I, I bought a vending machine guide, and um, I was like, man, people are making guides on anything. Like, <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. I should be able to do this. What should I do? And people like were you know I was expecting jokes, um, and people were like, oh, how to convince your husband not to buy a Tesla? And I was like, someone needs to give me that guide because I don't know. Um, and then someone was like, your Thanksgiving guide, because I would show like me and all of my recipes and my meals are done on time it was like a very big production and i was like oh i mean yeah i could do that and i made it and now i have thanksgiving planned for the rest of my life because i just well, printed and out the great thing is you can sell that every year too i, can, I actually sold one today there you go <laughs> a late thanksgiving like, person but all right i mean maybe they're hungry for it now i just or they, they know it was such a cluster last year that they're like let me get <laughs> i'm getting prepared 2022 <laughs> 
2022. Um, yeah, but I've also lost a lot of money on Etsy. And I think that... Lost money? Yes. As that? Because I... Um, I do digital downloads, which you would think are like not that expensive, but I bought Photoshop for a oh, year. Yeah. I bought this like uh, site that I could get fonts and things from. And so it's like, we people do side hustles, and are they really making money? You know what I mean? Like, are you. Well, there's definitely times we probably could have paused the Adobe or yeah. whatever because we didn't use it for months. Yes. And it, you know, whatever. Live and learn. Or I could have promoted it more or, or done more things with it. And. You know, again, another finance fail, but it's just sort of like you learn, learn you what you're doing and gain yeah. that experience and, and just kind of kind of go with it. Yeah, I agree. All righty. Um, we are close, but I wanted to do an other people's business segment. Ooh, I haven't heard it. Yeah, you have not heard it. All right. Um, but I, think I don't even think you sent it to me. I did anything. not send this All one right. to you. I just It's a quick one, but here we go. So this is on the Reddit thread, Am I the Asshole? Okay. <laughs> so Am I the Asshole? People will like submit questions and like be like, hey, like here's my story. Am I wrong or somebody else? Gotcha. Basically. Okay. So people will write like the response is YTA, you're the asshole. Or nice. NTA, not the asshole. Um, I just said asshole like 18 times on this podcast. <laughs> Explicit. <laughs> Explicit. Okay. Okay, am I the asshole for not wanting to contribute to the office money pool for holiday gifts for Ooh. three bosses? Okay, now I explain the story. Right. Ready? <laughs> I barely make over minimum wage and work 15 to 20 hours a week. The rest of the office is giving around $20 for each boss for holiday gifts, quote, from the office. Most people in my office make around 30 to $35 an hour, but my position pays a bit over minimum. They keep asking me to contribute, but honestly, it's a hardship. It's a hardship at this time for me. I could afford it if it meant cutting back on my budget for gifts for my family, but I would rather not. This is also like one thing in the comment that they posted was this HR play, the, the, this company, this department, whatever, posts how much people have given in this pool. So am I the asshole for not giving in? No. (laughs) One, first of all, sorry, I'm getting a little excited here. Uh, Your work bosses are not more important than your family. And two, it's almost like they're guilting you into doing this. Oh, here's Tom that gave $100,000 to the office Christmas budget. Like, who cares? Like, I don't know. I... Definitely not the asshole. That's sort of ridiculous. It's like most offices would keep that stuff on the hush, you know. It's not going around like Joe over there. He gave $5. Like, what's up with that? Most offices aren't like, you need to find a new place to work, lady or person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bad culture. So I think I disagree with you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to walk away. All right, let's hear it. Um, I just feel like, you know, your boss does so much for you throughout the year that, like, you should... I'll fire you. You're late <laughs> ten minutes. Bye bye I think your boss does so much for you. Like, this is, like, one thing that you could put aside five or ten bucks just to give to other people. And... <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. No, I agree. They're not the asshole. <laughs> okay, I was about to say. I honestly... One, I think this is incredibly rude, and I'm reporting this to HR. Um, I, HR not, is probably the one keeping the tally. Well, not the fact that, like, 
and honestly some smaller companies been i don't know how big this company is but some smaller companies may not have an hr but if it's a bigger company and it's like just their department this should be reported to hr because this is one you do not know people's financial situations um so sure honest i honestly don't know if if they should do like gifts like this at work because and normally i'm like yeah like if you give what you can and la 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 but how do you prevent people from guilting someone into giving money when they may not be able to afford it who can or maybe they don't want to maybe they hate the boss like yeah you have no idea i just feel like this is one this culture um this work environment that this person is in is absolutely toxic like yes for and they they commented a few times talking about you know oh like they're they're you know they post this list so everyone is very public to know who gave what like I have worked places, um, even my current job, and they've been like, hey, we're collecting money for so-and-so's baby shower, so-and-so's, you know, mom passed away, so whatever. Um, and sometimes I can give, sometimes I can afford to give, and sometimes I can't. Um, or I forget. And maybe I'll get the next one, and I'll give a little bit more, and, and it'll just circle back around. But I'm honestly starting to feel like maybe companies shouldn't be doing this at all. Well, so I sort of have an interesting relation to this one so i had a job i was working at and one of the people passed away and they were trying to raise money for his family and it's like this guy probably made at least three times more than me his wife had a solid job like he, he wasn't young he's like 45 so he's been around the block mm -hmm. i'm like I, I'm not going to donate my hard-earned money And you to are a manager. This. So, yeah. like, imagine the people under you who were also asked to donate who make, you know, less than that. And that was when you were living in San Diego. Yeah, which, I mean, I I, I felt bad, but I didn't because I knew this guy's sort of financial situation. I thought it was sort of ridiculous to go around asking the employees who are making barely over minimum wage in San Diego to to contribute to this. And, you know, I have my own feelings on people using donation buckets as life insurance. We won't get into that. But I think this comes down to the company. The company should do it. Well, Like, if the company wants to, like, give back to such and such boss who passed away or such and such, then the company needs to have a gift pool and pay here from, from your department. Who cares yeah. if it's from the whole company? From your department, here's a thousand dollars. Well, the other thing too, most big companies like this one, you when you join that company, they pretty much enroll you in your life, the life insurance, and it's usually what your salary is. So is it? I, yeah, it's usually at least one or Mine, two. Mine, I don't think is. We'll have to check, but usually it's at least one or two times your salary. So that's I the other thing I knew $10, about this. Ten thousand dollars. Okay, it might be dependent on each company, but this one I know for sure it was at least for my level, it was whatever your salary was was your life insurance and again like maybe they maybe some companies want to raise money for like flowers oh like let's send flowers or whatever again i just don't think it's right to ask employees to donate their money to that like i i just don't think that's right and honestly i think that this practice should go away like the department should have a, a set amount of money that they can give every year for gifts or you know donations or whatever I sort of like that idea. So yeah, just have like why in your why department's budget you put in individual person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think we might get some kickback. People are gonna say it's probably for a good culture, like to 
get, do gifts and everything. I know this year, so we got a smaller office, and our boss went around asking people if they wanted to participate. But and if you didn't you want still, to, you didn't have to. Don't you still feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. Because I just feel like, I just feel like it's not fair. And I guess one bad side of that is, you know, in a smaller office, if there's only 10 people and the one person says, no, I don't want to participate, you're sort of like the odd person out, which probably doesn't look great. Exactly. So I don't think that someone should have to, like, you are at work to work. I... So yeah, you so know, maybe I, your I'm solution. I'm not trying to sit here and make friends with people. That is just me and my mindset. I will be nice. I will be cordial. I'm not trying to be your best friend. Um, so I don't think that it's fair that I have to give money to someone. I, I don't even like this person. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's sort of a weird weird thing. I wonder has this if this has been around for a long time or if this is more like a recent thing in the workplace. I know that some teachers. Because I haven't mentioned this before, that some teachers will like, they will have like a pool of money, and they just like it's like a gift fund or whatever, and then it comes from that to go to people and things. I don't know. I just feel like it's. I don't want to say shady, but like, is it right? Is it right for me to give, to give um my boss my income? Like, yeah, that's sort of what it feels like, like a little bit. I worked that hour, and it's going back to you. So I have, I am in charge of two people. There are two people that are under me, and I know that some people, um, some bosses, give their employees gifts. I did not do that. Yeah, and no, it's it's the workplace. I don't know. I so why I agree should it have to come back the other way? Well, think about it too. So. I don't know, maybe this is just me being crazy about Christmas, but I mean, you got some friends to buy for usually, you got your own family, spouse, kids, like, you have so many people already to buy for, why am I going to go and get my employee a $25 gift card to Target, and they're going to basically give it back to me, you know? That's the other thing, you're basically exchanging <laughs> equal stuff, yeah. you know? Here's a gift card to Jimmy John's, here's a gift card to Jersey Mike's, great. I'm, yeah, it's just not my favorite um, practice. I think it should stop. I honestly don't know that your work, you can give me an e-card. That should be like the limit of gifts. Like if if you have a baby, here's an e-card. Or if you're friends with this person and you want to give them a gift, be my guest. I guess maybe this is what it should be. I guess we can end on this. Uh, Oh, (laughs) on your point. So maybe companies don't do like we're gonna do a gift exchange if you feel you want to get your boss or co-worker or whatever a gift you go right ahead and do that but it should not maybe be one of those things where we ask around or say we're doing a gift exchange i think what happens though is like oh i was gonna get so-and-so this gift what do you think and it's like oh well maybe i should get them something too and it's like well we could go in together and that's how it like builds so it's like oh two people are doing it well then maybe the other two people in our department want to do it too and then oh well we should probably expand to the other team like no if this were misha's america in my utopia no gifts exchange no gifts no money exchange (laughs) you could have an e-card i don't even want you to spend money on a physical card Okay, there you have it. <laughs> Misha's America. <laughs> I just don't Run. think it's... I just don't... Like, it is, is it nice to receive a gift from the people that you work with? Yes. You know what's weird? You're a 
like a gift person too, or at least you used to be. Now look at you. Turn I, the page. I am a gift person, but <laughs> not have, to your boss. <laughs> people have their own financial goals and their own things that they're working on. And I don't know how much money so and so has. I don't know how much money so and so owes their ex wife. Like Well that the one case too, or with this article, it was three bosses it's not one three it's a reddit uh, whatever reddit post so that's sixty dollars that is a that's sort of a lot to donate to a work christmas thing i agree i've been like here's two dollars i would have been like i'm starting the e-card yeah i'm not i just don't think it's right i think it no i don't either and what am i gonna get for doing this are you going to approve all my vacation time no probably required overtime probably probably <laughs> like hey thanks for working overtime i would like uh swarovski pretend like i said that word right crystal necklace how do you say it swarovski uh what swarovski whatever i'm not even gonna pretend okay all right it's it's the the hibiscus mule <laughs> the hibiscus mule is getting make to a me. strong drink <laughs> Clearly. All right. Well, we are we are at an hour, so we probably should just clam it and uh, <laughs> carry on. Sorry, we. I feel like we went on a couple of tangents. <laughs> this this podcast, we get a little excited sometimes. We did, but I guess I like this episode. Podcast episode seven. Almost to the ten. We're almost to ten, and there's like a statistics that like most podcasts, most other podcasts on. The Apple Podcasts do not make it to episode 10. We're going to make it. We, we better. Like, let's go. All right. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm going to put a few uh, posts, like question boxes and polls in my story um, just to see what you guys think, like what was what's what was wealthy to you when you were a kid, what's wealthy to you, to you now, was this person the asshole, is Nisha's <laughs> America the way to be? Um, but yes, thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and follow me um, at Refilling My Wallet on Instagram. Don't forget to refill your drinks. And refill your wallets. Bye, guys. <laughs>